Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Y'all, times are different, so I'm going to do my best with sound quality and things like this, but it's like a weird week. I have a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about today. Some of it's a little all over the place, but some of it is just some good stuff. Um, I've been talking a lot about my faith journey, which is good and great and well and fine and important, but I do want to talk a little bit more about some general mom stuff as I prepare to kind of start all over with a newborn. So let's get into today's episode. Okay, so I was thinking about how much we prepare for our kids. And I want to talk a little bit to first time moms. And um, also to like subsequent like moms who have other children, because that's me in this category. And it's just so funny how you kind of learn from each experience about things you would do things you wouldn't do. And how sometimes having a, another kid gives you a second chance to to do things you couldn't do before. I know that I have talked to a friend who really wanted to breastfeed but had a really hard time the first time around um, for various reasons with her with her kid. And this time, you know, she got her opportunity from from the beginning to breastfeed and it, it's been really empowering to her. Um, So that's like one thing that is kind of exciting about having um, more kids is that, you know, things don't always go as planned. And I think you learn that when you become a mom, like you can plan for an all natural vaginal birth with candles and music. And in the end, you get the drugs or you have to have a C-section. And I have been um, struggling and coming to terms with what my birth is going to look like. And honestly, there's no reason why my birth isn't going to be everything I want it to be. But just knowing that if you guys like ever have a lot of bad things happen to you or a lot of challenging things happen to you, so then you kind of just stop trusting the, the world. Um, That's where I am. So like I... Because of how crazy this year has been, I'm like, I am planning for everything that I want. But in the event that everything goes wrong, I have to be okay with that. Um, and I think that's fine. I, um, it's in the back of my mind, but it's not really, obviously not the goal, obviously, natural birth is probably isn't like 99% gonna happen and I've taken all of the steps to ensure that it will I hired a doula and she is amazing um really really great and we plan on staying at home and laboring for as long as we possibly can and um you know ultimately with regardless of what happens the main goal is to have what a vaginal birth um 
And then, of course, the second biggest goal is to have it unmedicated. And um, from there, you know, I've been doing a lot in terms of uh, being prepared for for all of this. I have... I have... Um, been meditating. I walk every single day. I was doing bleachers and squats. And now, because I'm trying to keep our baby from coming, I don't want our son to be born until October 1st for different reasons. Um, But uh, I've been kind of slowing down on the squats, still doing some walking. Um, But I feel like I'm in like pretty good shape for a pregnant woman. And I feel like um, I'm ready to go. So just kind of getting prepared. But as as mamas, um, we plan for all of these things. We plan to swaddle. We plan to breastfeed. We plan to, um, to like, never medicate our kids, as in, like, give them Tylenol. We plan to... Uh, go all organic. We plan to like be perfect parents. And then you become a parent and you realize that one, your kid is unpredictable and you might've bought a ton of swaddles and your kid hates to be swaddled. You might have planned on breastfeeding and you end up supplementing or formula feeding. You may have, um, not to say that like if you have a goal, you can't reach it because for sure you for sure can, but it's just you kids are different and parenting is different and you can plan all you want but on some level you have no control over what happens and it's kind of like life where obviously the smartest thing to do in life is to plan and prepare and to work towards goals and i think it's the same with parent with parenting you know plan and prepare how you want your birth plan and prepare you know how you're going to help your kids meet their milestones, plan and prepare every, you know, like whatever you need to prepare for. However, life throws you curveballs, kids throw you curveballs, and you can't always, you have to adapt. And adaptability is the only way to survive in life. So new mamas, I specifically want to tell you that it's okay if things haven't gone your way. It's okay if for one night you broke down and you gave your baby a bottle, and you were breastfeeding. It's okay if you never wanted your kid to have a pacifier, and now your kid has a pacifier. It's okay if you wanted to make all your baby food, but you realize that because of your work schedule, it's like really hard to stay on top of storage, and maybe on the weekends you're making baby food, and on during the week, you know, you've bought it. You've bought food. Every Everything... <laughs> as moms sometimes feels like a failure and like we failed our kids um, when we don't reach these goals. Like if you, and I remember when I was giving birth to Mia and I ended up getting an epidural, it was around midnight. I can remember everything. And um, there I was crying to this nurse and to my husband going, I failed her. She isn't even born yet. And I failed her. And, um, the nurse gets in my face and she's like, what are you talking about? You've been going at this for 24 hours. 
you're exhausted. When it comes time to push, you're going to have no energy. Literally, this is not affecting your kid. This is going to, this is fine. And I got the epidural and um, it was something I was like so disappointed in myself for. But that's just how my first birth went. And people who, (laughs) if you mamas are mamas that like schedule inductions and get epidurals, you're probably like, oh my gosh, this mom is too much. But for me, it was just really important. I felt like my mom had done it naturally. My aunt had done it naturally. Like I should be able to do it naturally. And that's something as moms, we kind of get into this cycle or this trap of wanting to do what other moms have done because we're just as good, right? Or um, feeling the pressure from other moms like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. Well, we all have different capabilities. And um, I was actually talking to my husband this week. It wasn't anything serious, but there was this show we were watching and this mom was a military mom and she had three kids under three and she had been stationed like all over the world and like in Kuwait and all these other places. And I was like, wow, look at this military mama. She has three kids under three and she is doing her thing. And I looked at my husband and I was like, babe, I'm weak. And he was like, what? And it wasn't anything serious. I wasn't like really emotional about it, but I was like, I'm weak. I could never, ever leave my kids for like that, especially when they're that young. And it wasn't like a judgment on her. It was more like an admiration that she could like look at the bigger picture and the greater things and she could do what she had to do. And I was like, well, here I am crying about work, um, planning out our, my stay at home mom journey. Uh, and you know, there's this other mom that's on the TV. It's a, it's like a, it's, she's on a cooking show and I'm like, she's so strong. She can just leave her kids. And, um, my husband was like, well, you know what? Her strength is different than your strength. You're strong in other ways. And I didn't expect him to say anything that was like really comforting. I expected him to just be like, babe, really? Like, you're fine. Hush. But um, just know whatever your mom thing is, like whatever your strength is, is your strength. If you are like a powerhouse go-getter in the office or wherever you work, that's amazing. Like that is who you are. Like if you're able to sleep train your kids and get them to go to bed and do all the things, like that's amazing. That's who you are. And I'm learning like that's just not like who I am as a mama. I I told E like when my kids are school aged and um you know they have to be either homeschooled by me or in school, you know, for about eight hours a day, that's when maybe I'll be interested in doing something, but definitely not in any kind of vein like I am now, uh, because I'm still like super mom. I want to volunteer in the classroom and do all the things. Uh, But that's like my strength isn't like being able to leave my kids and do all those things. So if you're like a good, not, not that other moms are bad, but like if you are like good at crying out and you are good at like, I'm going on vacation for a week. I've never left my kids for more than a week. Um, Mia, 
the whole breakdown happened on Monday, but Mia stayed with my grandmother all day on Tuesday. I dropped her off, well, Ethan dropped her off Tuesday morning, and then after my mom got off work, my mom had Mia Wednesday. Is this right? Night. No, today is today is Thursday. So my mom so on Yes, that's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So on Tuesday, Ethan dropped Mia off. She stayed the day with my grandmother and then um Tuesday night slept over my mom's house and spent Wednesday with her and I picked her up. Wednesday after I was off of work and it was even though anyway that was the longest I'd ever been away from her um we've done sleepovers before but not like it was really like two days because she was gone all day Tuesday and all day Wednesday but she was only gone for one night however being that I could give birth any time any day well okay my due date's not for another five weeks but I could give birth any time now I was like, well, it's good to have the practice of her being gone for a while, for her sake too, Um, since we've never been apart that long. So she's like in her groove, and I knew she was fine and happy, and she was. So anyway, we get so wrapped up in mommy comparisons, and also in life. And something that I think is important, that I was even telling my husband recently, because he's kind of, uh, he was going through something, and having a hard time with people's opinions about him. And um, as moms, we can have the same thing, uh, whether it's like your in-law or your own mom or friends or whoever, an old lady at work, having like opinions about how you should raise your kids or what you should do with your kids and um, or how you should live your life. And I was telling Ethan, like, nobody gets to live the life they want by doing what everyone else wants them to or things they should do, or whatever the, the circumstances. And uh, I think it's important to know, like, remember, you are your baby's mom. Remember, you are living your life. So at the end of the day, despite how, um, how if people are judging you for a way you're parenting, or judging decisions you're making regarding your kids, or, your, or even, like, your whole lives... Um, for instance, I feel like I'll get backlash when I quit my job. Um, and like when I don't go back after this baby, I feel like I'll get a ton of backlash. And if I decided to change my mind and to go back, I feel like I'll get a ton of backlash. Um, which I don't, I don't see that happening at all. Um, but I told E, like, do you think that this decision is, um, easy or, uh, great. Like I have a a ton of reservations about this. I have a a ton of things I'm going to have to deal with. I have a ton of conversations I'm going to have to have with people when I say, yeah, I'm not going back. And they want to dive into everything and talk about like, well, well, how much money does Ethan make? And what does that look like for your family? And, um, honestly, at the end of the day, it's none of their business and it's going to be a tricky road to walk where I can say, yeah, it's none of your business. And like as moms and as adults, you have to learn to do that. Like whether you're a college major and you're studying something, your parents are like, what are you trying to be when you grow up? You'll be nothing. Like, well, at the end of the day, 
you only have so many years on this earth, right? And you can either, you know, be a people pleaser. Like, I'm such a people pleaser. And, uh, you know, make decisions on that. I mean, my family loves me. They're going to worry about me. Um, but I, I'm aware that it's going to be like a hard decision and it's going to be like a struggle. Like, Oh, hey guys, I'm like, um, cause I haven't talked to them that much about how much I've been planning, how, like how long we've been planning to stay at home. My mom knows, but like my family who is close doesn't know. And it's because I don't feel like the head, having the headache of the conversation when I know all of the pros, I know all of the cons, I know like, you know, retirement. I know all of these things that we like have to think about and consider. But then I also know like, well, well, look at you. You guys all stayed at home with your kids. So don't talk to me um, about it. Like I think they're only this little once. And for me, it's more precious and more important to be with them during this special time. They are like kids, like they're like eight years old, to 12 years old, to 13 years old, like for a long time, like they are big kids for a long time. They are little babies for a short time. But anyway, so I was talking to my husband and he was having a hard time with like, um, well, he's starting this new job and everyone's really excited for him, but he felt like people will judge his old jobs and like some other things. And I was like, listen, you have to live your life. You have to do what you feel is best and you have to pursue what you think is right. And everyone, no matter what, is going to have opinions on it. And it's the same for parenting. No matter what, whether you decide to breastfeed or not, whether you decide to pacify or not, whether your kid is potty trained yet or not, people are going to be like, they're not potty trained yet. Or get them off of that bottle or uh, cover up when you breastfeed in public. I, When I was a new mom, I used to like really cover up when I was in public. And then I got you know, down with a system where I could still be like kind of modestly covered. Like people aren't like walking and seeing my whole boob, but I'm still kind of out and exposed. Like I stopped covering relatively quickly with Mia because I was like, first of all, no baby likes this. You're supposed to be able to look into your kid's eyes while you breastfeed them. And two, I don't like this. And if anyone has a problem with it, that's like, and they dare say anything to me. That's a whole other issue. But now with COVID, obviously, I'm not going to really be worrying about that with this one. Um, at the end of the day, you have to do what you think is best. You have to put your kid in the school you think is best or send them to school if you think it's best or not. Like, as moms, it, it is hard. And you get to a point where you realize, oh, this isn't easy, but I'm going to have to do things my way. And... uh it's important. I will say that it is important and it is okay. And it is okay. If people don't agree with you, it is okay. If people have their own opinions, it is okay. Because at the end of the day, this is your kid. This is your life. This is no one else's. And something that, uh, I'm like nervous for, but excited for. And, um, is the whole, like, thanks for your concern, but 
I, 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 this is what I feel is best for my family. And I think that that's okay. So, and sometimes you have to say that to your kids' doctors. And I'm, this is a random thing. Sometimes, this has just been my experience, especially, okay, so, especially with, um, when I see doctors that aren't my child's primary. So Mia has like a primary doc, like, you know, her general doctor, but there have been like sick visits or no emergency visits, but like kind of sick or like rash or like, so for some reason I'm bringing her in to see a doctor that isn't her doctor because it's not like a scheduled checkup. And I've been, I've straight up disagreed with some other doctors and I've been like, oh, okay, great. I'm not doing that. Or no, I don't think that's what this is. I will schedule an appointment with her doctor. And I think as parents, you have to just always do what's best and ignore everyone else. So moving on to like a different topic, it is interesting. And I don't know if you guys care about this or not, but I'm going to talk about it. Um, getting ready to give birth in the, you know, in the middle of COVID and packing bags and what to take. And my doula was plead, pleading with me, pack light, pack light, pack light. And I'm like, mm, I'm not good at packing light. Never have been. Every vacation, most of my wardrobe's with me. Like, you never know when you're going to need this or that. And because, like, with COVID, you you should be in and out. Like, you're going to be in and then out um, 24 hours later. But I'm like, but if something goes, you know, wrong and, like, I have to stay there an extra day or two, I'm going to want, like, this or that. So... I will tell you what I am packing in my hospital bag and what I think is important. And you can laugh at me, but I've done this before and I know what I need. Um, Ethan needs his own pillow and blanket. I am maybe bringing a pillow and blanket as well for sleep, um, which is a little excessive. But he especially needs it because he isn't going to be in a bed. I don't necessarily need it because I have a robe I'm bringing. So I could always, if I'm cold, like just put on my robe and um, it's like one less thing to carry. Obviously, we're bringing masks, but the hospital has a ton of them. And honest, when we, I, and since I've gone to the hospital twice now, I know that they will hand you a mask as you walk in. So if like you're wearing a cloth mask, they want you to wear, I don't know like what that mask is called, but another kind. I am bringing like socks and I'm bringing a speaker and I'm bringing um, flameless candles, like the battery powered candles. I'm bringing one change of clothes for me that are like comfortable um, that I can go home in as well as a robe. So that way in a nursing tank top. So if I just want to wear the robe and the tank top, that's fine. If I want to put on the pants and that I'm going to go home and that's fine. I'm not bringing, last time I had, um, like pajamas that I wore there and then an outfit I changed into and came home in, but I'm not doing that this time because we're going to be there for such a short amount of time that I'm bringing like comfy pants and like a sweatshirt and a nursing tank top and a robe and I can, um, adjust that way. 
I'm bringing adult diapers because I like to go home in them. Like, you don't want to wear those giant. Now, because it's sooner, I might want to wear whatever the hospital gives me. But there's a chance that I'm going to be like, this is too big. I hear my baby. Sorry about that. Mia woke up. But anyway, um, I'm bringing... So the most important things to bring um, extra long phone chargers separate for you and your husband. If you can pack like a power cord or extension cord, it's helpful because there's not a lot of plugs, which is what my doula told me. So I was like, oh yeah, good point. Um, I might just bring, you know how those chargers have like three or four slots for USBs. I might just bring that instead because that would cover anything that I need to be charged. Um, for baby boy, I'm bringing two outfits, a zero to three to newborn, just in case, and one swaddle. And that's all I'm bringing for him. Um, for Ethan, he has a change of clothes as well. Um, I got mini toiletries for both of us and like flip-flops for both of us to shower in. I'm walking in in like Crocs. I've already picked it out. So I'm going to pretty much wear those instead of having slippers. Last time I packed really comfy slippers and I enjoyed it. But again, we're not going to be there that long. So I will put on my slippers when I get home. My home setup is a lot more detailed than like having all this cute stuff at the hospital but I have like a ton of cute stuff for like when we first come home in like that first week or two when it's like everything's really new and really fresh um yeah uh, I'm bringing some things for the tub at the hospital so I can get in there when I'm in labor and a hairbrush and then we are packing snacks and then we're good to go we're packing uh, lunch boxes, so for two reasons. One, last time Ethan didn't eat at all, and he crashed because of it. And two, I don't know what the rules are going to be with in terms of food, and I would hate to give birth at 3 a.m. and be starving and not have access to any kind of food. So that's why I'm packing a lunchbox for me as well, so that I can at least eat. And because of gestational, I'll bring my testing kit for that and everything. Even though the hospital has that stuff, I just want to use mine because it's what I've consistently been using. And that's pretty much it. Uh, I packed a lot more stuff the first time. And chapstick. Chapstick and water bottle. Super important during labor because it's easier to drink from like a water bottle that has a straw. And you, your lips get so dry. And, like, before I go into labor, I'm braiding my hair, putting it up. I'm braiding, I'm doing two braids, putting it in a bun, and putting on a headband to kind of just, like, hold everything up. So that's, like, my hair plan for early labor. Like, I have a whole plan of, like, oh, when I'm really, really early in labor, besides sleep, if it's the middle of the day and I can't sleep, here's what I'm going to do. It's really, it's fun stuff. I love planning this type of stuff. But anyway... Every mom is different. Some moms are like, I'm just going to go and wing it. And I'm like, no, I have, like, things to do. Like, I have a to-do list for every stage of labor. <sighs> but anyway, I do want to end on a positive note. Okay, so the thing that I've been doing this devotional, and it's been going over 
like when life's uncertain and it says like you need to reflect and remember God's promises and let that change the way you're thinking about your life and your circumstances. So here are some of the promises that God has for you um, and for all of us and it's in the Bible and I think it's important to hold on to these promises and I can tell you every one of these I've seen come true throughout this year and will continue to see come true as you know life changes and things go on so here we go god will sustain you god's peace will guard your heart god delights over you with singing god will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go that one um was really important for me god is your refuge and strength your help in times of need In all things, you are more than a conqueror because God loves you. God will never leave you or forsake you. God's perfect love casts out all your fears. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Again, I know I have friends that struggle with things in their lives and they think, God, how could you love me? God, how I've I've done this, this or that. Again, the Bible says nothing can separate you from God's love. And then this is important for moms and for anyone who just is at the end of the rope. And it's God's not done with you. God's not done with you. God is not done with you. So these are some of the promises. You know, I've seen God sustain me throughout this year. Um, I've been speaking God's peace over my heart over um, when Ethan lost his job, even in, in this transition. And I've really... Um, have been asking God to instruct me on really where I should go, if I really should go home and stay home or not, and um, what that looks like in my prayer life. And just know that God will never leave you, never forsake you, no matter what you're walking through, and God's not done with you. Sometimes you feel like you're just in a mom rut mode, like, what more can I do? What am I going to do with my life besides mom? Because let's be honest, we all love to mom, but we all have our own identities as well. So just know that there are so many promises and it's so good, but I love you. God loves you. And, um, I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. I'm getting ready to close out the show. I do want to give a shout out to Kula Doula. That is my doula. Um, her information will be, um, in the episode description if you're interested we ended up doing this really cool painting at the end of my birthing class with her she came to my house it was so easy um the class was simple we were able to like have lunch and Mia was able to play and my mom was there so it was better than having like to go to a childbirth class and even like to virtually do one so um that information will be linked in the bio And I just hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I will talk to you guys next week. Um, Stay well, take care of your mental health, and I love y'all. Okay, bye. (laughs) 